Welcome to Creative on Purpose Live. These conversations are about flying higher and the difference only you can make. Ready to live your legacy? Let's go. Endeavor better. It's time to be creative on purpose. I'm your host, Scott Perry, author of Onward and Difference Maker Coach at Akimbo Workshops and Creative on Purpose. Don't die with the difference only you can make still inside. Visit creativeonpurpose.com to learn how to start living your legacy today. This season, we're drawing on the insight and inspiration from guests who are successfully embracing uncertainty, navigating adversity, and making things better, doing work that matters. Let's meet today's guest, Taylor Harrington. So excited to see you. Tell our viewers who you are, where you are, where they can find more or learn more about you. But most of all, what are you up to these days? Yes. Hello, everyone. So glad to be on this live. My friend Robert's in the room. Hey, Robert. Uh, Yes. So I am Taylor. I am currently in the Outer Banks in North Carolina. I'm enjoying that um, ability to hop around during COVID. I was rent free before COVID began. So I've been exploring all over the US. Um, Next stop is Nashville this weekend. So I'll be there for the next month. So that's where I am now, uh, normally in Connecticut. And as far as what I'm up to right now, it is a great question. So I just shared with Scott that last night I actually launched something on my website. That's a project I've been thinking about for a very long time. Uh, It's a free gathering that's happening online later in April. I am a huge fan of the word Sonder. I'm sure we'll probably get into it or they've heard about this before on other lives. Um, But this realization that there's all these random passerbys in the world and they have crazy lives like yours and we have the chance to connect with each other and talk about those stories. And so uh, next th- later this month, um, it's already April, crazy. Uh, I'll be bringing people together online to have some of those conversations about fun questions that maybe we haven't been asked before or telling stories we haven't thought about in many years. So that's what I'm up to right, right in the last 24 hours. But other than that, I'm in transition right now. So this conversation around uncertainty is really exciting to be a part of. Um, and I'm really looking for that next opportunity to lead in new ways and grow. And so one of the things I love to do is build engaging online events and workshops. So I am looking for a chance to do more of that and then also facilitate um, and build community and storytell. Those are <laughs> like the main four pillars of what I love to do. So that's a little bit about what I'm up to, but I have a million other side projects and things that I dabble doing. I love painting watercolor and I'm actually really excited to share that I'm now volunteering to uh, teach virtually painting classes and I'm not an expert at all, <laughs> but it's gonna be a fun new endeavor that starts next week. So that's another thing that I'm up to. That's awesome. My, my wife is a watercolor enthusiast, um, <laughs> self-taught. And Amazing. Uh, I'll, I'll have to hook you guys up. Maybe she would be interested. And Nashville is a, a, night, a, a nice town. My youngest uh, is there as we speak. And, oh, wonderful. Uh, yeah, so we might overlap. Big fun there. And of course, the Outer Banks is a place near and dear to our hearts because when we lived, uh, we, we, we took the boys to the Outer Banks every yeah. summer for years and years and years. So uh, <laughs> miss the beach, miss the beach, miss traveling. So it sounds like you're just having too much fun, Taylor. Harrison. Yes, probably too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, it's, it's funny. I I went here once when I was really young. Being from Connecticut, the Outer Banks was quite the journey. And I have three younger brothers, two who are identical twins. um, And they're 16 now. So imagine them being like four and going to the Outer Banks on a 13-hour plus journey. Um, And so anyways, I remember that, that trip, though, as being the trip where my brother Brandon and I were about a year and a half apart. 
And um, we were allowed to get bikes, rent bikes and bike around the neighborhood and go to the ice cream shop. And that was like the biggest deal at the time. Like, oh my God, we get to go bike without mom and dad. <laughs> and we got, I remember we got to the ice cream shop, we got back on our bikes and I fell off and scraped my foot and it was horrible. <laughs> but it was, it was definitely a trip defined by freedom. So it was good to come back and have those memories. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. very fond memories of uh, Emerald Isle in particular. Oh, um, cool. So I'm interested, you, you brought up the word Sonder, which may or yeah. may not have come up. Uh, there's been a lot of broadcasts. It's hard to keep, keep track <laughs> of all the conversations from memory. Um, but this is this is sounds like a really exciting pro project that you're you've got cooking up at the end of april so tell us a little bit introduce our our view viewers who don't know what what is sonder and yes. why why does it matter why build a, a, an online event just around that idea yeah so i've been thinking about this concept since i was really young and like i said it's the actual definition is the realization that every random passerby has a life as vivid and complex as your own. And there's a cool definition, like part two to that, where it's about like ants sprawling out of their holes and how they all connect in the network. Um, so if you want the full definition, you can look it up on the Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows. But I have been obsessed with this concept ever since I was really, really young. I remember saying to my mom and dad in the car one time, um, I think that lady is cracking an egg in her house. And I remember my mom being like, okay. <laughs> And I was like, well, how cool is that? Like, I don't know what she's making and who she's making it for. And you know, what's she thinking about right now? And so I have just been drawn to that, that concept for um, a really long time. And I remember in fifth grade, we were asked to make a product for one of our classes. And I was like, well, I have to talk about this concept that I'm fascinated with, which all these other fifth graders, no one knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I, I had pitched my project to my teacher and the concept was to take a sneaker and on the bottom be able to write Taylor on it so that um, if it rained outside and I walked on dry sidewalk, we would see Taylor on that sidewalk. And so if everyone had these shoes, we would see that Scott was also on that sidewalk. And so was Robert and, you know, whoever else. And um, that was that was kind of the concept at age, you know, ah. 10, <laughs> fifth grade. And so then going into middle school, high school, I had thought about it again, and I could talk about all the endless uh, options of when I've talked about it. But, and I was in, uh, I think, 10th grade, when a friend of mine, uh, I was explaining this concept to her, and she's like, hey, you know, there's a word for that, right? And I was like, no way. <laughs> I've been looking for this my whole life. And so when she told me about it, that was when I latched onto it. And I've talked about it many times. I did my TEDx talk at Penn State about that. Um, I created an Etsy business and called it Sonder Connections and shared the definition with everyone who purchased a necklace because they were all connected through uh, this purchase. So anyways, it's been a concept on my mind for a very long time. And I've thought, how cool would it be to connect all of these people from all over the world? And I've seen that happen through all of these different communities I've been a part of. And I keep thinking to myself, why am I not doing it my way? <laughs> why am I not starting the thing that I keep thinking about and bringing it into the world? And so I, through a few series of events and going on this learning journey of um, how I'm designing this time in between jobs, I've thought, let me just do it. Like it could be once a month and it could be the best part of my month. Maybe it'll turn into twice a month. Maybe it'll be every week. I don't know yet, but let me lean into that possibility and just ship it. And so last night I frantically wrote it up and I was like, hit and send, here we go. And it's happening um, April 15th. So it is, it's 
really a chance, like I said, to come together and tell stories with other people. Um, and I'll give everyone a question. You don't need to prep ahead of time and you'll head into breakouts and in small groups and really get to talk about fun topics um, that maybe we don't talk about very often. Yeah, what I love about, the, it's interesting because, um, so Taylor and I uh, g got to know each other through her tenure at Akimba Workshops. Yes. I was on a call with the Creatives Workshop students yesterday. Ah. They, they were talking about this. Everybody was so enthusiastic about this dynamic that um, of connectedness. Like even mm -hmm. though everybody in the Creatives Workshop is doing wildly diverse things, we have a, a person doing bubble art, art with bubbles. We have That's painters amazing. and candlestick makers and poets and paint, you know, and on and on and on all sorts of different domains, all sorts of different perspectives, backgrounds, uh, interests. And, but everybody feels this sense of connection and, and see these synchronistic and serendipitous themes that emerge mm -hmm. uh, in terms of the connections. And it, I think of it as being in part, you know, you build the container, like the container that you're building. Mm -hmm. And there is an intention about, you know, why people are showing up and, and you yes. have an idea of who these people might be. And what appears to be synchronicity and serendipity is actually just, you got some some of the right people in the right space mm -hmm. with the right guardrails. Yeah. And then you just kind of step back and let the conversations and the connections uh, start to happen. And you, you've, you know, you've set the stage for, for these kind of things to happen. The other thing that's really interesting to me about Sondra in particular, which is yeah. a subject near and dear to my heart, is it really boils down to storytelling. Yes, And Sondra is this idea that I'm telling myself a story about myself. I'm mm -hmm. telling myself a story about my situation. I'm telling myself a, my, a story about my friend Taylor. And I'm telling myself a story about the story that Taylor's telling herself about me. And it just keeps like it, it and that's the interconnectedness part is that um, it, you know, it's, it's a, it's a profound moment for those of us that have it to just think, you know what, I'm like, so bloody special. And so actually not special at all, all mm. at the same time, because I'm having an experience and everybody else is having a very similar experience, just in a different way. Yeah, and I think that's what's interesting about it, as you just articulated, there's kind of two parts to it. There's this human part of it that's like, hey, we're all really similar when it boils down to it. I mean, I remember when I took the Alt-MBA thinking, um, I was thinking about status roles, <laughs> because I was watching a very, um, I was watching Jane the Virgin, which is a show that is just like a, a fun, throw it on, you're not paying attention kind of show, from my opinion. <laughs> and it was the summer and I was having fun watching it. And in that show, I thought to myself, oh, the boyfriend, he's establishing his status role. And it was interesting because in that moment, I thought to myself, oh, we all do that. And I learned it in the Alt-MBA of that concept of really identifying when someone is doing that. And so when you think about these concepts of identifying like, oh, someone's doing that because that's their way of showing up and being generous, but that's not how I show up and be generous, but together we're both generous or whatever those concepts and themes are of like, we're all showing up in our own unique way, yet there is so much that's in common. Um, so, so that's kind of interesting. And the other thing I was thinking of too, was when you, at the beginning, when I said, you know, I've, I've kind of been dabbling, <laughs> I think I'm definitely a hobby dabbler. Like I hate when someone's like, oh, what's your one hobby? 
I'm like, oh, <laughs> I definitely don't have one. <laughs> um, and I am one of those people that just loves to learn. So I'm grabbing new things all the time, trying to figure out like, hey, is this something I'm going to be interested in doing in the long term? Is this something that um, I'm going to hate? Like, I don't know. Let's find out. And that's why like with watercolor, that's been something that in the last few months I've just taken up and I'm not a pro by any means. I probably wouldn't sell my work, but it's fun and it's playtime. And, and and that's what I love for a bit. And um, it's funny because I, I, this past few weeks I've been reflecting like when you identify yourself with a job title and that's where this whole concept of like that next um workshop I'm hosting that that online uh event is happening is like when you identify yourself as a title and you come into the space and you say hi I'm a marketer of this company suddenly there's all these assumptions there's all this this story that's being told about oh gosh well that's a pretty insane company and she's this age and how is she already there or God, I, I hate that company. That company really screwed me over this one time. Like now I've got that image in my head or whatever it is. But what's interesting about it is when we identify as just one thing, it suddenly creates the story. Whereas if we could say, hey, I'm these 12 different things all together, plus a lot more, I'm just not identifying them yet. Then you realize we're all humans. We've all got these multi-dimensional parts to us. Um, and I actually went through this fun exercise on my website a few weeks ago where I just said, you know, I need to write a new about me page and writing creator, change maker, all those stuff. Sure, it's great, but I'm a lot more than that. And so I put board game enthusiasts like I love playing board games. Um, and so that was one of the things that I added on there that I was like, someone wouldn't know that from probably meeting me. I mean, Scott, you've known me for over a year and you probably had no idea. Like, that's not something that I bring up often. So it's interesting. And that's what this event is a little bit about, too, is like, why don't we show up as all those parts of us. What identity do you want to bring today? Do you want to be, you know, I hosted an event last night and this woman, Kim, was like, I'm showing up as a gardener today. And I was like, great. We all know what that looks like. You know, we may not look know what it looks like to be, um, you know, this high head of tech at this big company, but we know what it looks like to go and garden. So I think that part of it, of that connection is, is interesting too. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about the roles that we play as well and you know i mean we human beings are unique in that yeah. you know all living things do work they they collect energy and and repurpose energy to make things happen you know whether it's a plant using and uh sunlight water and nutrients from the soil to create photosynthesis and grow or mm -hmm. uh, whether but you know human beings have this unique play on work and that we forge meaning and build identity based yeah. on what we do. And so with roles, it's really interesting. And I, I don't know what you, your experience is like, but I, I feel like I have a, I play many, 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 many roles over the course of a day. So, you know, I'm a husband and I'm a father yeah. and I'm a, an akimbo coach and I have creative on purpose and mm -hmm. I'm a musician and a guitar. And I would sometimes move through a day and, and go through six or eight or 10 different kind of domains. Yeah. And it felt like I was, I would actually talk about like I, switching gears. And then one day I was like, actually, what if I just like showed up as Scott Perry all day long and yeah. didn't have to feel like I was switching gears or changing hats. I just, you know, here, here's who I really am. These are my core values and, and guiding principles. And the, this is, these are my talents, skills, and, mm -hmm. and the way I 
present and approach my work, present the world and approach my work. And, and this is, doesn't really matter what I'm doing. Right. Scott Perry all day long. (laughs) So so much easier. I'm not saying that it's anything I would wish upon anybody else. I'm just saying that for me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's easier that way. Um, And I, you know, when you were talking about that, it's the status rules thing is really important because we can, it's so easy to overinvest in the titles and in the work that we do. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how, when you get to know somebody that you look up to because they hold a position or work mm-hmm. for a company, they actually, they have the same doubts and the same fears and the same frustrations. And yep. you know, my friend, Paul Rochelle would always, who is a musician I always looked up to always seemed to be getting the best gigs. Mm. And, and I, I said to him once, Oh, I saw you on Prairie home companion. That must've been amazing. And he was like, yeah, I'll tell you what's got same bullshit, different venue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is priceless. Cause yeah, it is that way. Um, I wanted to just highlight that uh, our mutual friend, Robert still hanging out, wanted to let you, uh, or he, he wanted you to know that he likes that show. Oh. The show was, but uh, he also had a, a comment to make. Welcome to reflect on that. If you like, mm. um, Oh, and we have Tracy uh, tuning in on LinkedIn. Hello, we Tracy. We rarely have people actually making comments during the live broadcast. And it's because, Taylor, you're such a rock star. And well, you're so you. famous to the family. That, uh, <laughs> I love it. Out of the work, woodwork. Well, give us a sense. Um, you, you said that there's going to be like, in your workshop, there'll be prompts and there'll be some, uh, you know, kind of conversation starters. I'd love to just get a sense of, you know, how, how do you think about curating, a, you know, a, a group that you're convening and mm. setting the table so that great conversation and, and Sonder moments can happen? Yes, yes. And before we go into that, I do want to go back to one thing you just said that I, I, you said it was easy to show up as Scott. And, and I think the reason is because you've done a lot of work to identify who Scott is. And I think I'm in that same both that I think we've both spent a lot of time thinking about that, thinking about those different identities. Um, and it's not that it's easy to show up as, as Taylor and Scott every day, but that it's, it's, we know what that looks like, what that feels like for us to show up for ourselves and for others. Um, and I think sometimes that can be really hard. So that's, that's interesting work just to kind of identify, like, is that hard for people to show up as their Well, here's self? what's interesting about your recognition of that. Yeah. I think a lot, now about, you know, I've been reading Richard Rohr's book, Falling Upward, and mm. Brooks's book, Second Mountain. And, you know, so Second Mountain is this. Oh, I just picked up Second Mountain the other day. Added it to my Goodreads. It's a great read. So, you know, this, but the whole idea is second act, second half of life, yeah. whatever you want to call it. And there's a lot of people that never, so the first half of life is about establishing your identity and it, and your identity is built around status and stuff. And the second half of life is more about contribution and um, service. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so the first half is reasonably selfish and the second half is reasonably selfless. And yeah. one of the things that I was re- writing about recently is, you know, there's a lot of people that never have a second half of life, their first mm-hmm. half of life all the way through. And then the second half of life doesn't necessarily start when you look like me. It's mm. second half of life starts whenever you decide that a life lived for myself and for um, status and stuff is not 
fulfilling, I'm going to do this other thing. And that's you know one of the things I love about um, getting to know you and working with you is you've been at you you are already in the second half of life. Well, thank you. And um, <laughs> and, and and you don't look anything like me. <laughs> Well, well, it's funny. I, I remember Seth had a um, a blog post called "Invisible Crossroads," and it was actually one that we shared with emerging leader students um, in in that program, because I've thought about this concept a lot. Um, having graduated college only a few years ago, that I had four years to say, "All right, at the end of this four years, there's a moment to reflect." And I really spent those four years. Um, I spent a lot of it like sprinting <laughs> and in a good way. I was fueled by learning, by meeting as many people as possible, by getting involved as many different things I could. And I couldn't do it my whole life like that. But I knew at the end of four years, there was an end of like, then I get to decide of, okay, I've learned all this stuff. Now what? Um, and so it's interesting because with this invisible crossroads that Seth creates, um, it it's this concept of, why don't we create those crossroads in our lives more often? And I think people, you know, look at like each each year and say at the beginning of the year, like that's the crossroad. I'm going to say like, that's the time I set the goals. That's when I measure how how this year went. And I was just listening to a podcast um, by a mutual friend, David Dembinski, and he has the Portfolio Career Podcast. And I was actually back listening to an episode a few days ago that was um, one that came out right before 2021 started. And this woman who was his guest had said something along the lines of like, I just realized, why do we wait a year? And it made me think like, what does it look like to have those reflection moments at three months or at a month? And then what growth would happen if you spent, if you said, I have one whole day, that Saturday is my day to reflect on what the heck just happened last month and what I wanna bring into next month. Or it might only be an hour that you take to do that. But it's interesting that we don't do that often. And so if we create those invisible crossroads for ourselves, what does growth look like? Because then you're not having the second mountain. You might have 12 mountains. I might have 12 mountains by the time I'm 40. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you just don't know. So I think that's that's part of the excitement is, is we get to decide what that looks like. Yeah. Well, at the Creative on Purpose community, we, we actually do uh, every Monday a reflection yeah. and intention state Ooh. to... Yeah. To, to build that. But what you're saying is, is really profound and important. It's like when, when you are, when you have privilege, the privilege of getting mm -hmm. to do whatever you want to do with your time and you have access to yeah. all the tools and, and, um, and information that you need to basically do whatever you want. It's easy to just sprint away mm -hmm. and, you can be highly productive, but not necessarily making any progress. And so mm. building in those moments, this is what I love about what you just said, like you can actually build beautiful constraints into your life where you are forcing yourself to hit the pause button so that you can be a little bit more reflective and thoughtful about what just happened and a little bit more deliberate and intentional about where am I going next? Um, yeah. Which is wonderful about what you're, you know, just what you're doing right now. I love that you're taking this pause to travel around, get, have some new experiences, meet some new people, try some mm -hmm. new things. I think that's awesome. So with the time that we have left, yeah. I would, uh, I have one final question, but just give us um, a quick sense of where, what people can expect, how, how you're laying the table for your event at the end of April. Yeah, yeah. And, and like you said, like, who's that for? You know, how do you, how do you get those people there? And I think, yeah, so 
what I want to do is create a welcoming space where people can say, let's come together because we have a shared like-heartedness. I love that phrase instead of like-mindedness of like, we might not know the same things, but we all feel similar things in our heart for what we want um, and, and what we hope to bring into the world. And so um, that's that's something that I'm definitely welcoming into the space. And when people arrive, we'll be bopping around to some music at the beginning to set this, the tone. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of share a little bit about what it's like to show up over that next 90 minutes. Um, and I think that's what's really important. I actually, when you would ask that question that I dodged a couple of minutes ago, it made me think of um, Bernadette Jiwa. Uh, she has the right community and in there, um, there was a call I recently was on where it just flowed really well. People could come off mic and there were like 35 people in the room. And I thought to myself, you could not do this with a different group because the right group showed up because Bernadette was very specific about who it was for, that you could have people just come off mute and it be a great conversation. That's rare. Um, and so that's what I want to establish is for what's happening in, in a couple of weeks is if you take a look at the page that I have on my site for upcoming events, you'll find that I, I share who's it for. And if you if you listen and you read that and you say, that's the kind of person that I'm I'm gonna show up and be during this 90 minutes, please come on in. <laughs> um, like I said, we're gonna be talking about stories that may have come up from really exciting moments in your life that you haven't reflected on in years or small little moments. Yesterday, like I said, I hosted an event that was similar. And I was thinking about how my brother and I used to draw these chalk roads on our driveway and we would take our big wheels and we would drive around and we would create stop, like stop signs. And it was just so creative. And I, I was thinking about what it looked like to play back then. And that was, that was it. And so we're going to talk about things like that, that moments that um, bring us joy that maybe we haven't thought about in a while. So hope that, hope that sets the scene. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking cool. of it like a, a virtual, it's almost like a virtual dinner party, like with strangers that is curated and facilitated and you're going to have the chance to be in small groups, but then also reflect together. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I like that kind, uh, like heartedness yeah. I just was on a call. So I'm taking a workshop on mm -hmm. marketing without social media. Cool. And, um, the woman, uh, today meant uh, used the word hut. And that's, she said, follow your hut, your heart and your gut. And I thought, Ooh, I like Interesting. That. I'm uh, writing that one down. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I wrote it down too. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I am so super excited to, for what you've got going on and what's coming up for you, uh, Taylor, but, um, also just, you know, so grateful to, to, to know you and to be able to watch, watch your journey unfold and excited for this event of yours. There is one last question yes. that I always ask my guests. And, and that is, this is a show that's for aspiring and advancing difference makers, people that want to make things better by, through an endeavor that 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 matters. And so if there is one piece of advice or one tip that you haven't shared already that you could leave listeners with that would help them fly higher in an endeavor that they seek or, 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 or that where they seek to make a difference, what would that be? Yeah, um, I have actually been thinking about one one example of this, and there's so many, but one example of this recently, and um, I met a woman named Dana Ray a few years ago, um, back when I was in college, and she taught me a lesson that I have brought into pretty much every day of my life, <laughs> which is, um, and she's actually an Akimbo alum, which was funny, we didn't know that until many years later, but she... Um, she has this concept of naming who it is that you are inside the workplace and outside of the workplace. So who who's Taylor? Who is Scott? 
And we went through this exercise through an in-person workshop. Like I said, it was probably five, six years ago at this point. Um, and during that workshop, I came up with the, the sentence, like, I seek to better understand people. And that sentence was how I could explain what the heck I studied in college, all of those different things that I did on my learning journey in college that were outside of the classroom. It relates to everything I'm doing right now. It relates to the job I have, like had, like it's, it's all of those different things that you put together. And that sentence is still true to who I am and how I will continue to show up. And so if you could spend the time coming up with that one sentence or no pressure, maybe it's two, but putting into words what it is that you do and how you show up inside and outside of work, then I think that's something that can help be that guiding light that helps you through those uncertain times and and trying to find that purpose. Um, because who we are at work is, if, if we're lucky and we are privileged to be that person inside and outside of work, that's a real win. And so um, being able to identify that is really something special. Awesome. Love that. Wow. Well, that was great. Thank you, Taylor. And thank you everyone for tuning in. Taylor, yes. and I really appreciate you lending us some of your valuable time and attention. We hope today's broadcast motivates you to lean into an endeavor that matters with greater curiosity and courage. You can learn more about Taylor Harrington and her upcoming event at taylor harringtoncom And of course, it's always great to see you at creativeonpurpose.com as well. Now, take the insight and inspiration from this conversation and keep flying higher in the difference only you can make. Taylor Harrington, thank you so much for sharing this time with us today. Yes, thank you, Scott. Really appreciate it.